don't know what it is. Like, um, what is that called? It's a bunch of cables and they hooked up to a truck in the street. I don't know what the fuck is going on with my building. I came back and all this shit was here. <laughs> you niggas waited till I left because you knew I would not be happy by this. <laughs> He said that woman in that apartment. Yeah, let's just let's just leave that her be. Let's just leave her be. The one that be calling the city on us. I know that's right. You better call him. Um, okay, well, welcome, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. I am Lee from the D back with. Oh, I'm Shay, and I'm tired. Uh, she just finished her world tour. I did. I did. And if you can still hear it in my voice, it's that I'm still getting over that airport dryness, you know, that mm -hmm. tabic on your throat. The airport or the incub the airport, the incubator of disease. <laughs> I mean, yes. And it was like, so I'm in this dry ass airport with this mask on. So my throat was like, because, you know, I don't want to take it off in the airport. So it's not like I'm like getting drinks and shit like that. My shit just dry. Like, Right. So, Wait, are there, that's actually, I haven't flown since. Like, is there, do you still have to wear a mask in airports? Yes. And on okay. Yes. Oh, and still on flights. Okay. I wasn't sure. Because yeah. I thought these niggas was just like, all right, you're on your own. No, you still have to wear your mask in the airport and on the flights. Okay. Um, and the restaurants still have like the COVID seating requirements and all that kind of stuff. At least in oh, right, because y'all don't open all the way back up to what September? Mm, I you know, I really don't know. I don't be keeping up because I don't go no goddamn where anyway. So I go to the chiropractor, I go shopping here and there. I don't go no fucking where, so I don't know. <laughs> I was wearing mask anyway. <laughs> and that's the thing I was telling somebody else, like everything that we had to do for COVID, I was doing that shit anyway. I live in New York. Every cold and flu season, I was wearing a mask anyway. Yeah, I felt like the, that whole, the whole response to it was ridiculous because that's what we should be doing right. anyway. I've always, I've always got on, the, I've always worn masks in the airport and on the airplane for the most part. I've always wiped my seat down with alcohol pads when I got on planes, like or antibacterial mm -hmm. wipes. I've always done that. I mean, it's like all this shit I've always done. And he was acting like was like so crazy. They used to look at me like I was a lunatic. But I've always done these things because I've always known airports are gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't blame you. Um I know when it first hit and they were like, you just have to wash your hand and put a mask on. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that can't be it. That's it. But you remember when everybody was like, they're like, oh, it can live on steel for 10 hours. Clean everything. Everything yeah, that came into the house had to be wiped down. Everybody had to be like deloused and shit. Yeah. Well, but, again, but then I also with that, I said, Y'all niggas must not have been cleaning right because there's no reason that it should have been wiped out of Lysol wipes and bleach and shit like that. Because I always have those things. I don't know why y'all was like, Richard, did y'all not have these? How were y'all cleaning before? And also y'all went out with a hand sanitizer and didn't buy no goddamn soap. What is happening? 
So I don't think it was they didn't have them before. The thing was that they didn't want anyone else to have it. Yeah, completely. And I, I, mean, I still I understand like panic buying. of those anyway. Like all those things. I don't use bleach to wash my clothes, but I always have mm-hmm. a gallon of bleach in the house. Yeah, you should always just have at least a gallon of bleach in the house. Right. I mean, if you so measure like, it out and do like what you're supposed to, that can last a long time. I'm like, I still have to mop the floor, clean the sink, all those kind of things. Yeah. I always have at least two big ass bottles of Fabuloso, at least six things of, of Lysol wipes and bottles of I stock up on hand soap and paper towels and that kind of stuff. Like I never understood why people did the most to get those things if you buy them appropriately to begin with, especially if you got kids. Hell, no, that's what it was. They didn't want anyone else to have any. And God forbid that they ran out at some point. That was right. the whole the thing. thing it's like then. They just using all this excess toilet paper for no reason or selling it. It's but it but a lot of it was something about how the cost of getting a plumber went up because some people was calling them. Fucking they toilets up. Because people was just using way more of the toilet paper than they normally would because they had so much. And it was like Mm -hmm. blowing out their fucking septic system. Mm -hmm. Which makes sense. That's what they get, honestly. That is all their fault. Nobody, it didn't make you shit or nothing. I don't no, understand. Like, look, look, that's what I was like. Is there a symptom I'm missing? Does it give me Because I'm I thought chronic diarrhea must have been. I was like, okay, it this had is to be on the list because the way y'all has to be. This shit, like, which, man. no shade. I'm not going to lie. I usually buy toilet paper in bulk. Like, I buy toilet paper like per season. I mean, I buy it in bulk too, but I got kids. I got little kids. Yeah. I buy, I just I buy everything in goddamn bulk. I buy paper towels. I just ran out of, paper, out of toilet paper for the first time in months. And it's only because I wasn't here the last three weeks, so I forgot to get it uh-huh. while I left. Because I normally, when I hit that two-week mark, that's when I normally order. But since I wasn't home, I forgot. <laughs> I tell you, girl, two cases of toilet paper and a bitch is set for the year. I'm I good. Never, Actually, I, a year and a half if it's just me. <laughs> I know that from experience. Again, I have children, but so it don't last quite as long. But I I think this is the first time we've run out, and I don't even know how long. I've never run out of those things because I just have a set order. But you better stock up because now we've got the Delta variant. And there's another variant, too. There's like 12 different ones. But the thing about it is anybody who even has the slightest understanding of etymology of viruses would have known this was coming anyone with any basic level of common fucking sense knew that because this, this is happen. why you can't vaccinate for only a, a third pop of the population and not at least like right and that's why i keep telling people i was like getting the covid vaccine doesn't mean you're never going to get covid people get no it just means you won't die all the time it just means that the symptoms are not as bad because you can't vaccinate for a virus. Right. All you can do is introduce the virus to your body. So I hope your body adapts. They know what to look for. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, I don't get why people don't understand it. That's like basic how viruses work. Like, I don't get why people don't get that. And you especially can't do that on like a small scale basis too. Right. And then it's like, also it like... Y'all know that there'll be five different strands of the flu any given flu season. 
Mm-hmm. Why y'all let y'all surprise that COVID mutated? That's what viruses do. They mutate mm-hmm. and become mm-hmm. new friends of themselves because mm-hmm. that's how viruses work. New shit get introduced as new strands develop. I don't well, know. I guess they were like, polio. Like, what? And like, we'll just fight it like it's polio. Okay, nonetheless, this is leads into what today's topic is. It does. That's how um, we ended up on this weird COVID. Tangent about COVID. <laughs> uh, we actually are going to be doing HBO's thrilling and informative and fast-paced moving um, six-part documentary series. Q into the storm, which I kept calling Q into the void. Because it's not a storm. <laughs> it's just an empty, soundless void where no one can or wants to hear you scream. It's like, it was so much going on. There was a lot. And it was like half the time I was sitting there, I was just like, what the fuck am I watching? And the other yeah, because it I just was like, it was so quietly quick. intrigued. And I was just like, I want to keep watching this forever. And my brain couldn't decide which side I landed on because mm-hmm. it's so much happening. And because it's like so much of this just happened that it's also this weird deja vu to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of it, it's, a lot of it feels so, It's it feels so odd to watch a documentary about something that has happened. That's just, that's so happening. Very recently. Like, yeah. and that's So very like, recently. It felt very deja vu because it's like this shit literally just happened within the last year or so. Mm-hmm. And like, and I'm watching a documentary of, like it was weird. But then even I don't know, everybody in this thing made me uncomfortable. I just I don't know. <laughs> okay, so the documentary oh, ended up itself. <laughs> it gives actually that's where I was about to go to. It gives a um a larger story, but within this larger scope of the Q- QAnon movement, um, it focuses on three, for real, three major players. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Watkins, Frederick Brennan, and Ron Watkins. Okay, so I have to say this and just kind of get this out the way. There is something very serial killer about Ron Watkins, and I'm okay, like, so I'm it wasn't hot. just me? It wasn't No, just- I accept. I was like, I'm kind of into it. He he gives me serial rapist. Ooh, I wasn't thinking that it, and it's only because so. Okay, don't nobody judge me for what I'm about to say, but here we are. So I was doing research for a podcast. I was talking about OnlyFans on a podcast. So I'm okay. doing research, and in this research, I ended up looking at a lot of porn. Right. <laughs> different types and I looked at like the porn porn hub like popularity stats and all that kind of stuff to see what mm-hmm. the most popular porn in different areas all that kind of stuff is right so one of the popular categories was like bus groping or something like that like it was something along those lines wait what <laughs> no, <it's- laughs> what the fuck is bus groping I was confused as well so I click in to see what the fuck this because I was like, are y'all rubbing on buses? I was very confused. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm hot. I, I'm not. <laughs> so I clicked in to see what was happening in here, right? 
So I clicked the first video and it is of a woman on a crowded bus and she's standing and there's a bunch of men standing around her and they all are just literally groping her like okay up her clothes groping her and to the point where they pull her clothes off and take turns fucking her on this bus seemingly against her will right now it's so rape rape on a bus gang rape i say all that to say that he looks like one of the guys in those videos <laughs> that's where i was going with this which is why he but is this japanese porn because that sounds very japanese yeah it is Okay, that's why I get that. Yeah, he does. I can. Yeah, I know exactly right. what you're talking about. There. So it's like and that's why I was like, he gives serial rapists because he looks like the guys that be in these porns. But yes, it's very much Japanese. Yes, <laughs> I was looking at him. I was like, you are cute in the. Oh, I'm going to accidentally find a body in your deep freezer kind of way. <laughs> yeah it's like oh he's so interesting he's so quiet you know he's just cute he's just really low-key next thing i know he's, he's out here like fucking son of sam <laughs> 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 um but we meet uh jim ron and fred um jim and ron are father and son um ron is an american businessman who moved to the philippines um, he Which is no more than kind of a shady from the beginning, like everything. Oh, from off rip, from so, the moment he was on camera. Yeah, like everything. Like as soon as he came onto the screen, like it was like ugh, something don't feel right. Like my skin started to crawl. It was weird. He was, you know, how we always talk about the creepy uncle. Yes. Um. So he's like creepy uncle that you know for a fact. So not creepy. Um, it's like the pedophile uncle. uncle. No, they actually did touch Chester. Yeah. Ch yeah. Ch and not Cheeto. Not Cheeto. No, no. we're Chester. not going to stop ruining such a beautiful snack with terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, imagine, I, I, I remember being a kid and finding out that that man's name was Chester and was like, no, no, no. But Jim very does Jim does get very Chester vibes. And in and both of them, like like just listening to the shit that they've talked about, even like okay, the websites that they were hosting um before and during 8chan. We'll get yeah. into the explanation of 8chan in a minute. All like the, Pokemon, like, which is gay porn site, which I remember. I remember <laughs> that site. I was like, oh shit, that was you. Right. <sighs> but it was like still, even with all of the sites, they were all kind of heavily focused on younger, like seemingly younger people. Yeah. Whether they were actually like teenagers or not, it didn't matter because they appeared to be. And that was kind of the draw, even with the Pokemon type. Because, I mean, first of all, it's like you're already playing off of a popular children's program. Right. And then you have these very young-looking, at least one of the two in, this, in every encounter is very young-looking. Right. It just, ugh, oof, he's gross. <laughs> um. 
Okay, so one aspect of it, I did cackle about that, mainly just because Nintendo being so desperate yeah. to buy that, yeah. buy that domain and pay this man an absorbent amount of money for All it. All this money because y'all didn't want somebody, y'all didn't want some parent, some mother's lead to come after y'all because they kids actually end up looking at gay porn trying to look up a Pokemon card. Right, which by the way, you are a parent, you should be watching everything your child is surfing on the internet. I mean, but that's neither here nor there. Just saying, like, I check my kids eight, and I, I check her tablet history, and there's only little places right. she can go on that. It's just because she's she too busy gang ganging on Roblox, yes, with well, the bay. I still see <laughs> so the rooms because. You know, it's some adults that make them rooms on Roblox, and you end up in the wrong yeah. room. And them Roblox be in there fucking. So I gotta like <laughs> make sure she don't end up in the wrong place. How about you want to bet some of those people are queuing out, folk? I'm sure. A majority of them. I'm sure. sexually repressed. Mm-hmm. Like sexually repressed people. Because I was really like, um, losers took the time. Like it was weird when y'all did the shit to the Sims, but at least those were adults. These right are nothing more than square shaped children. So what are we doing here? It's uh, you know adults are, are disgusting. Yes, and um, you gotta fuck all the same. Like just some that's, shit. But that comes from people. people who are sexually repressed too. But that's also these are the same people that was mad because they made Lola Bunny less about the tits and ass and. More about just playing basketball. Like she had the same uniform everybody else had on. I was mad they made her just look bad. It wasn't even like about the desexualizing. She just looked bad. It wasn't a good character animation. I mean, I didn't see the movie, but it's cute on the the merch. Somebody <laughs> they tried to make Lola look like a child bearing stud. <laughs> See, she don't look like that on the merch. She just looked like a girl who played basketball. Like. She's okay. cute on the like, she looked like a big booty stud. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, yeah, and y'all know you know what I mean by big booty stud. I do, I do. Child, big ass child bearing hips and a fucking gruff ass voice and fist to match. I eat most studs. <laughs> a, a fair amount, fair amount. Right, um, right. <laughs> But the, the other major player was Frederick. Frederick was the creator of 8chan. Before he became the creator of 8chan, he was the admin at Wizardchan, which was a forum, which I didn't even know people were still using forums outside of Lipstick Alley. <laughs> um, it was a forum dedicated to men who felt like they would never lose their virginity. The incels. Which is, is that why what the, I, was, I couldn't think of what the term was. They're called incels, the involuntarily celibate. <laughs> I mean, so the wild thing about incels, right? Because I don't know why I know incel history, but here we go. So <laughs> it, so the incel movement started with queer people. It was a a queer woman who was queer and autistic, right? So she didn't really fall neatly into any sexuality. And she was autistic. And as she was trying to date, she was finding that she was having a hard time, you know, getting somebody to want to be in a relationship with her. So she started calling herself an incel. 
and then created a community. I know, I know. If you niggas don't get out of here with this singles awareness day bullshit. <laughs> and then I'm involuntarily it, celibate. It's like, no, you're not. Because yeah. sex work is still real. I mean, because yeah. that's how he lost it. It is. But uh, so then she created a group, which was supposed to be so that other queer people like her could meet and, you know. And then white men started joining and took over and ran her out and threatened to kill her. This bitch had to go into hiding. And, you know, so this is where we are, where they like now, this is where you get stuff like Chad Thundercock. Cool. So incels called any, all those like meathead, like football players, super muscular dudes, the ones that usually have a lot of women around them. Yeah. They call them Chad Thundercocks. That's not an insult. Not at all. But that's what they call them. And... See, this is why you're celibate. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't even read effectively. Like, your insults aren't even insults. Right. Get out of here, you Chad Thundercock. Like, what? <laughs> I'm like, are you, are you coming on to me? And so they, but that's how they re- refer to them. And then, like, all the women that won't sleep, they say that like superficial cheerleader type of girl who won't sleep with them. They call them Stacy's. And I don't I don't get it. It's some weirdo logic that I don't understand, but they call them that. And then they just sit and they write hateful ass shit. About women. About women. And yeah. there was a guy recently who had this whole incel manifesto about how nice guys like him aren't are being left alone because they're so busy being slutted out by the Chad Thundercocks of the world. But anyway, he did this whole that whole thing and on, it was on Reddit, I think, or maybe on 8chan, one of the two. And then went and shot up a gym. That sounds about right. Yeah. That's and, what it's it sounds like the beginner uh, beginner breeding grounds for bigotry and sexism. Oh, very much. That's all the incel community is. It's like yeah. sexism and misogyny and how all the women in the world owe them sex. And this is and they that's these are people that say rape shouldn't be illegal. Yes. Sex is what's old to them and that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't just Wizard Chan that Frederick was a part of. He was also a very frequent poster over on 4chan. However, 4chan presents a little bit of a um, of an issue. Uh, it wasn't that it could be monetized because he was comparing that with the Reddit aspect. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, see, okay, 4chan was. Oh, that's that is what it was. 4chan wasn't monetizing, and also 4chan began the process of process of uh, banning people when it came to acts of activism. Yeah. Not just the hateful shit. You can say whatever the fuck you wanted, but if you wanted to band together in any kind of act of activism, 4chan would begin to put the kibosh on shit. So yeah. Frederick got this idea um, to create his own message board in the year 2013 of our Lord, which I still didn't know message boards were a thing. Um, yeah, were still a thing. Because they had office message boards up until the show ended, and that was, what, 2015 or some shit? I think they had message boards up until January 20th, or 21st in this documentary. Probably. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you niggas, you niggas aren't on like a Discord. Like y'all are just here in like a public. <laughs> like what happened to Parlor? I thought that came back. Parlor, well, it did come back, but not completely because it's not available in all app stores. Oh, that's what it was. It got it was. Oh no, no, no. It, it is available in all app stores, but depending on the store you download it from, you can't do certain things. I thought it wasn't available in any of the stores anymore. Now it is. Because okay. it's, it's in the, the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. But there's like these wild restrictions on it now. As it should be, because you niggas have proven that you can't be you can't be responsible with anything yeah and they um it's like direct link to the fbi or some shit like that good as it should be yeah. show me the meaning of being lonely his ass is gonna be lonely in that cold cell he better get his He's ass off parlor that's why i that's why you got nick and aj trying to do stuff with every other boy bander that ain't the backstreet boys <laughs> Bringing Juan Ye into this bullshit. <laughs> and Lance and Joey. Just like, y'all just out here just grabbing people Jordan Knight and shit. Leave these people out. But you're going to look up and they're going to have Menudo up there. Shit. Just take five. They're going to find seven. But you said take Stop it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, Frederick's purpose. The boy zone out of wherever the fuck they've been at. Boy zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that a british group yes that sounds like a british group british groups have like really stupid silly names like no Sorry. boys allowed you gonna look s club seven, club seven. <laughs> that was my show though growing up i lived for s club seven i did too it was like all right work Amen. um the one with the platinum blonde the kind of steady one my fave <laughs> so frederick decides that he is going to create 8chan. So he creates 8chan. Jen and Ron Watkins come in. They actually buy it. Um, Frederick then takes uh, less of a role as, well, I won't, no, not less of a role. He then moves from owner and admin to just admin. And he talks about how much of an arduous, arduous task that was um, and trying to moderate all of the boards. And then we get our, ooh, excuse me. Then we get our um, first drop of Q. Actually, no, we got our first drop of Q over on 4chan on Paul's board. Yeah. And some fuckery went down with that because Paul, Paul Ferber thought that Q was not real. At some point, he had this feeling, I believe it was 2018. Um, some point in 2018, he had this feeling that Q wasn't real because he was looking at the, um, it's not IP, what is that? The location. It's the IP address. Oh, that is. I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's not IP. IP is intellectual property. It is IP. <laughs> Wrong IP. Internet provider. Duh. Um, he was looking at the IP address and he was saying that the IP address was at the, at the same consistent address for some time, something that Q would never do, considering mm -hmm. that Q is supposed to be this essentially like this generation's, I don't know, deep throat, I guess. Yeah. No, I don't want to say Deep Throat because Deep Throat had actual facts. But Deep Throat had actual information. I would say this is more like this generation is anonymous or no, anonymous actually did things. Yeah, Who would no, this I mean, be? that's all I can think to compare it to, really. Okay, Q is this generation's Carmen San Diego. Shut up. <laughs> 
I think that's the best correlation to make. Running around crazy having, but ain't actually doing nothing. Exactly. Well, she was still as shit. She, she used to be still as shit. That is true. She sometimes, actually, most of the time, she would accomplish her goal. Unless yeah, you know, if we're talking about the game show. Get away, y'all niggas too dumb to catch it. Doesn't nobody know geography. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, which is also kind of important to state considering considering we're talking about oh my god, these people don't find us. Uh considering we're talking about QAnon people. <laughs> I was about to say something. It was like, oh my god, these people probably go find us. Oh shit. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, my life is boring, so dox me all you want to. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not like living in the shadow. I mean, don't I actually say, I like my because that would be fucking lame. But but <laughs> y'all gonna be mad as hell when y'all see this bitch really don't leave her house, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so we find out that Ron Watkins is a uh, important uh, internet figure within the QAnon verse. Goes by the name Code Monkeys. Uh, yeah. which was already kind of interesting because Ron always talks about he's not invested in this in any way, shape, or fashion. And yeah, he's, he's the, the, monkey. the only monitor, moderator on the whole fucking site. But he's That's not it. Invested. But he's, he's not invested. He has nothing to do with it. He's been doing over there because he's not invested. He doesn't read the shit. Yeah, nope. he's the only moderator. So you're looking at something. Mm-hmm. Well, Q ends up leaving Paul's board. He goes to the board of Coleman Rogers and his wife. Uh, they do Patriot Soapbox. Don't check it out, please. Don't no, click the link in none of their bio. Where it is. He actually had a board over on 8chan and Q, after being accused of being a fake, decided that he was going to, quote unquote, he was going to take it up over there. And that's where um, most of the shenanigans really start to kick off and and fucking began, at least until he switches to another board that's actually owned by Ron Watkins. Um, Okay, so in the process of all of this, Q does these things called drops, right? And there's a total of, I think it's like 5,000, 5,000 drops. Hold on, I can actually pull that up right here. Yep, four years, 5,000 drops. Yeah. So over four years, he's whoever this QAnon person or people are it's have delivered person. its message. Because, because it's important to it's important to distinguish, and I think we should distinguish this early, that Q is the poster. QAnon yeah. are the believers. Yeah. Right? Because Anon stands for what is like anonymous poster or something like that, or anonymous. Yeah, it's for anonymous. Anonymous something. It's because they used to, because they like. When HN first started, because everybody was anonymous, that's what they would call it. That's what they would call themselves. Oh yeah, okay. So it's when you say QAnon, you're talking about the larger group of people, whereas Q is the poster. And I don't think enough people realize that there is a difference between Q and QAnon. Yeah, is Q is the curator of the information. QAnon yeah. are the people who consume it. Are the people who consume it and then mm-hmm. spread it far and wide. Yeah. So um that we recognize that. We get to that point where uh like I was saying, Q does begins to do these drops and it's over four year period. It's about five thousand drops. Most of them are like mad libs essentially. 
yeah. just pulling things from shit that other political officials have said um, and putting it all together in one post and in, a, in a, a reworked order or even, so this was the really like hmm, thing. Um, when they drew the correlation between Trump speeches and QAnon posts, which I believe in some level of coincidence, but then I believe in some level of intentional manipulation right. <laughs> within this. Um, so do I believe that Q is in the White House or do I believe that someone that's a part of this Q collective, because really I believe it's a collective, uh, is in the White House or was in the White House or was proxy to the White House? Definitely, definitely. Um, even down to like Q predicting uh, world events that would happen, which was really bizarre. Um, but not really, because Q took from the same playbook as um, the Zodiac Killer, right? with the being in parables and riddles and all that shit, which was directly taken from the playbook of Nostradamus. If you make the shit vague enough, anything will look like it makes sense because you can derive yeah. meanings from these vague-ass parables. You can derive whatever meaning you want. So all that needs to happen is something that would happen anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? Something very pedestrian was going to happen anyway, but because the way that this was said and the way it was put in these parables and these riddles and all this other kind of shit, it made it a mystery. Like you predicted something when really you just said that something that was going to happen anyway happened. Yeah. What it did, it gave it that level. It made it a mystery. And people, when people began to crack it, it was like, oh my God, Q predicted this. Right. Because it's know? like they fell into it the same way they fell into Any the and mystery of the Zodiac Killer and the yeah. mystery of. Nostradamus, because all Nostradamus's prediction was was a bunch of riddles that you can really apply to any time and place, right? But that's what keeps people engaged because people are always looking for a way to prove what they already say. That's it. If you give them a vague ass parable, they can apply it however they choose. That's it too. That's it too. And whatever their understanding of it is going to be is going to shift based on their own personal experiences. Exactly. exactly. And you look at something like, so in the documentary, they also talk about um, Cicada, like the Cicada game, which was really interesting mm -hmm. because I had just watched, um, I had just watched somebody talk about Kanye Quest 3000. Do you know about that? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you that don't know about Kanye Quest 3000, it was like, a, it was a RPG video game that was made in um, RPG Maker, uploaded online for free. It was supposed to be like a cute little funny, like not to hip hop RPG, right? Mm -hmm. But there is a one um, in NPC, one non-playable char character that you talk to, and it takes you to this other realm where it feels like you're in the process of this um, an initiation of sorts into this kind mm -hmm. of cult, yeah. which was, it was a game within a game, except that other layer of game was, it was, it was simu simulating initiation into a cult. Um, and the Cicada game reminded me of that because mm -hmm. it's this thing of like, where in Kanye Quest, if you found it, it was just like, what the fuck is this? As opposed to the Cicada game where people were already like searching. Like for they knew exactly what they was going for. They knew exactly what they were going for. But it just reminded me of that. It yeah, really, no, completely. 
And it's like, oh, this is, this really is a cult. Like, this is a cult. Yes. And not just that, but these people are layovers from the Tea Party era. And that's the conversation that we're not having. It's like, these are the exact same people from that were Tea Party era. These are the Tea Party kids. Mm-hmm. They just went silent for eight years and rebranded. Because these are the crazy. These are these people's children. Oh no, they're still, it's all of them. It's the whole new family. It's the it's, it's the grandma, family. grandpa, it's, it's everybody. It's all of them, yes. They're like, well, we told y'all that before you for you uh elected that first nigger back in 2000. What was that 2004? Mm-hmm. 2004. Damn, it's been that long. It has. Bitch. Jesus. Um, nonetheless. Yeah, it's, um, QAnon is just an extension of Tea Party. Uh, then we get into, then we get into Alex Jones. He because, exhausts me. Like, he is just exhausting. He's a fucking charlatan. Exactly. He's such a scammer, and I don't know why people don't see it. Yes. He literally, that other really litigious one, Talcum X over there. Oh, bitch, shut up. I'm not calling him by his name because that nigga's litigious. But he's he's him just on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Same nigga, same products. Uh-huh. So outside of just... So these are, these are the scams and schemes that Alex Jones talks about, right? Uh, weather weapons, uh, lizard people, Vaccines, of course, gun rights, LGBT, climate change, um, and pedophilia, which I don't want him anywhere near anybody's discussion of pedophilia. At the same time, here's a list of the products that he's also selling at the same time while talking about this shit. Yes. Dietary supplements, toothpaste, bulletproof vest, brain pills, brain pills and it says which holds an appeal for anyone who believes that armageddon is near yeah yeah so these are the people that we allow to we allow to have discussions about anything yeah (laughs) let alone his sandy hook bullshit like these are the people that we allow to speak these are the people that are speaking and making decisions whether directly or indirectly. These are right. the people who, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? This bitch is doomed. Well, um, Ron ends up going on, I think it was Ron that ends up going on, Alex Jones at one point, discussing Q and Q's posting. And if and I was cracking up about this, and this is how you know, it's like, oh, these are just angry, most of these are just angry white internet nerds, and it's bled into... Yeah the uh bled into the real world right because people that should have no real understanding of this word were, was using it and they're like yeah q's a larp and i was like a larp live action role playing i know what a lot i know what larp is because i have friends who do it it's not my thing i don't have the time to invest in that kind of stuff but um like when i <laughs> When I saw that, I was like, this is really not how you use that word. Like, it's not, like, a LARP isn't a thing. It's a, it's an action. It's not a, you can't say a event. It would be, though. I mean, I mean it's, no, it's a, it's an action. It's an event, live action role play. You're doing something. 
Well, that's LARPing. He's a LARP, meaning that he himself is live action. He is a live action role player. character. That's weird. This like concept of the Q character, which I'm like, yeah, he is. He is, but that's not the word you want to use. None of this shit is real. Like, I believe you want to say treason. The fact that y'all are in fear of everything. Yeah. I'm like, treason is bigot. That's what the word is. Treason is bigot. Yeah. Um, or marketing genius because hate will always sell. Oh yeah, all of them are, and that's funny too because this was actually kind of next ish in the timeline. Hugh making a post talking about um, people profiting when he shifted from board mm-hmm. to board and was saying that other folks were lying about him being fake. Um, people were profiting off of the movement, which is true. It's true. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would. The only thing that I would not say is true is the movement, but it is true. People were profiting off of you and your ignorance. You were profiting off of them and their ignorance. Yeah. Um, it was funny too when when they went to the four chan to the eight chan. I'm sorry, studios. And had that paper sign. That shit looked like a dirty school. It looked like a dirty classroom. In an abandoned school building with a green screen and an old ass desk. Yeah. Old, like five layer plywood desk. (laughs) You know, with that plastic ass. Oh, I can't talk because that's what this table is. (laughs) (laughs) With that plastic ass layer on top. Yes. Vinyl layer. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, they were walking through the studios. And Colin, who's the director, who's the director, definitely made a comment about how, like, yeah, this is very spacious. And by very spacious, he meant this shit is empty. It's empty. But yeah, because it's a front. But he also makes note to say too that Jim and Ron owning Eight Chan, um, as long as they have their laptops, Eight Chan's there. Yeah. So they don't. They're uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ah, fuck it. It'll come to me later. <laughs> so they start talking about like the freedom of HN and the shit that's being posted on there outside of just the regular QAnon stuff. Yeah. And HN is a wild ass place. Wild. Wild. That shit is the Wild West. Like it's just like mm-hmm. all kinds of shit goes on over there. Oh, well, not just porn, right? But in the earlier days, Q would also post porn in drops. But yeah. the thing with H-Han was... It also further solidifies their fucking theory because... Yeah, Ron's a creep. Ron rides around with porn playing in his car. Porn literally Middle everywhere. Middle of the day. Right. Middle of the day. Middle of the fucking day. Just porn. All the people in his car just playing porn in the car. Just he's like you don't mind, do you? Porn on wherever he's at, he just got porn on. Yes, because he's well, you know, he ain't getting none. So okay. Oh, then it's talking about the lady that was masturbating in the seat next to him. Oh my god! And it's just like what? Ron is a massive man child, and his father. Where's the mother? That's what I want to know. I I don't know. She probably got the fuck away. She might be. You know what? Knock on wood. Understand 
if he was adopted or not because his father's very very white he's very not like no i didn't he wasn't adopted it took me a second to realize that because i was really trying to figure that out think about jim watkins as a person yeah i know that's why i said like i got there yeah it, it didn't turn over immediately Plus, even though his eye shape is different, they still have that the same beady eyes and uncomfortable stare. Yeah. Where it's like they're peering into your soul. Uh, did you see when he was cross-legged, that doll that was next to him with yes. the blue hair? So that's a character from Neon Genesis Evangelion, right? And this is what submitted it for me. It was like, oh, you are one of those, like, creepy tech bro murdery types um of course it's one of the like main characters who um long story short is like pivotal in this role right mm. but of course it's this hyper sexualized bikini version of for you and it probably converts it to a goddamn sex doll i'm sure it is a sex doll like ron is uh, very gross and very very ew it's just oh yeah well ron and jim's um antics with eight chan slowly or surely begin to come to a close when fred leaves in roughly about 2006 but he still continues to work on other websites up until they have a final final falling out did you see you remember the video when they showed ron talking to fred so frederick is a special needs person Yes. Um, I'm not sure what he has. I know he's paralyzed, and I believe he's a little person. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but his body didn't fully develop. Okay. So it was like, like his limbs didn't develop fully. So he has like the trunk, his neck, and head, but his le- his limbs, his limbs are half developed. Okay. Well, I, he's, I can't he's remember combined. what it's called, but I I've seen it before. Um. Yeah, Frederick is confined to a wheelchair and also Jewish. Yeah. And Ron asks him, have, he says, what was it? Happy birthday. Here, let's put you in the oven where I, where I know you'll be comfortable or where I know you're used to. I.e., talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. And Frederick's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also comments on like, yeah, when I was doing well, there was none of that. But the minute that something went left or there was an issue, I was all kinds of Jews and burn the Jew and all of this shit, all this mm-hmm. anti-Semitism would come out. So Frederick finally makes his exit and actually begins his war, his like whole ass all out war against um, A-Chan um, on two fronts. So the first front is he is trying to get his name removed at, from 8chan in any way, shape, form, or fashion. So yeah. he wants them to create a new site or a new form. They actually end up doing that shit anyway, which ended up being a ridiculous lawsuit in Japan. They were trying to do channel 2, 2ch.com or whatever the fuck it is. They end up being sued by a partner who pulls out. Um, partner wins. They changed the name to Five Channel, Channel Five or whatever, uh, but the, still the uh, users end up leaving and still going to the partner's hosted site for their bigotry, bullshit, and racism. Uh, nonetheless, back to Frederick. 
who I didn't realize was only like in his twenties at this time. Yeah, he was really young at the time. Yeah, and also too, like we have to be fair. This man created eight chan on the tail end of a mushroom high. Yep. So not a good decision. Not a good decision. I'm sure the mushrooms told him everything was a good decision. <laughs> right. Well, in the process of um, his his exit, his very loud exit, he decides he's going to take Jim down and he starts talking about like the reality. What the fuck is that? Let me take one of these headphones off. I was going to say, you might hear the wind and shit over here because it's blowing mad hard. Oh, bitch. oh, that's upstairs. It sounds like somebody was walking my house. I was just like, I think I got this water bottle here. This shit is metal. Fucking it up. <laughs> you stay thinking somebody walking in your house. <laughs> you know. Uh, but Frederick goes out on an all-out campaign against Jim and Ron in regards to um, not only the content that's being uh, posted on 8chan, but also the information in general that's being posted on 8chan. And this is at the time, too, where the whole discussion is revolving around misinformation in the media. Um, they didn't touch on this. At least I don't necessarily remember them touching on this, but I don't remember the meaning like Russian infiltration into 8chan at all which I was like I, I don't know personally considering that a lot of this is revolving around uh, the 2020 election I was expecting more of that yeah uh, especially considering that like it's now essentially we've been told that it's a proven fact you know how much of it is like throwback to Cold War I, Cold War, like ideology and tactics. Who knows? It has never but, gone anywhere. I don't know why we act like we've moved so far past. This is literally what we've always done. Right. We did it after 9-11 by putting the terror alerts on the television and every day. Or watch out for the Muslims. We did we do it all the time. This is tried and true in this country. And having like i remember being a kid and like having to you know do those emergency drills and shit meanwhile we're in the like I, like we were in the city with the biggest per capita like the largest middle eastern population and these niggas were just minding their business that's it they were just minding their business yeah but detroit definitely was on like stupid high alert and that was very unfortunate that was very unfortunate it was it was unfortunate and stupid like just well, Frederick's claims about Ron and Jim start to kind of pick up traction into in that misinformation conversation. And um, Jim was demanded to appear before the Homeland Security Committee, which the whole discussion boiled down to nothing more than the same bullshit freedom of speech rhetoric we've all heard. <laughs> The only thing was is that instead of it coming from like, I don't know, a Megan McCain at 11 a.m., it came from Jim Watkins' crazy ass. Which Jim Watkins reminds me of Gary Busey. Does he? Oh my God. Long long as it wasn't just me, because I definitely was like, what in the Gary Busey is happening here? He's like evil Gary Busey. He's evil Gary Busey. Like Gary Busey with a goal. 
He's Gary Busey. If Gary Busey was a supervillain. <laughs> yes. Well, Gary Busey kind of is a supervillain. He, he just doesn't, doesn't know. He just doesn't realize that he's a supervillain. You remember, like, you remember early Dragon Ball when Goku still had his tail and would transform? No, I never. <laughs> I do not know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> no fucking idea what you were saying. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. You know, for the for the culture. Um, yeah, I have that because I never watched that shit. <laughs> I live for it. I was working at the toy store by then, and people coming in there fighting over them damn toys got on my nerves so much. I just didn't watch it. Oh, that was my shit. Every morning I'd be watching. Track and Ball. I was like, if it's if it's a really bad voiceover, like <laughs> it was every time that I've seen, I don't need it. <laughs> and then the theme song was. Dragon, dragon, find the dragon, dragon ball Z. <laughs> because when you found all seven dragon balls, a dragon would appear to grant a wish. Q would appear and grant a wish. I'm this surprised there wasn't more dragon ball shit wrapped up in this. I'm sure we just scraped the service. I'm sure it was. Oh, God. Um, but Jen appears before... Uh, Homeland Security, and of course, like I said, the conversation always devolves into nothing more than a freedom of speech discussion. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I think at this time, Frederick has already fled the Philippines because apparently, I think it was apparently liable is punishable by liable. jail time yeah. in the Philippines. And Jim was suing Frederick for liable at that point in time. So Frederick packed his bags up his horse left his fiance he left he just left her like i was like damn you ain't even take a bitch with you uh, he treated her like sharice's husband treated her <laughs> <laughs> no forwarding contact number no forwarding information no address no nothing said so you will never be able to contact me again <sighs> poor sharice god bless her and that champagne room uh, it's it's funny that like Frederick having not Frederick having to escape actually that kind of was a little bit funny because he had to rely on the documentary the documentarians the director yeah, like, had to come get him out. they had to they came and got his ass out like they came and got his ass out um, he ends up flying back um, staying close to DC I think he was in D.C., if not D.C., in that West Virginia, Virginia, and Baltimore general area. Yeah. Um, but he runs into Jim <laughs> twice at both of the hearings, both stateside and in the Philippines. And he's goading the bear does not get... I'll tell you this, that little motherfucker, that <laughs> little motherfucker and his butterfly tattoo with the cutes, He's a he's here for the shits, at least yeah. verbal shits. At least until you're like, I'm gonna beat your yeah. ass. And he's like, oh, let me roll away. Yeah. <laughs> but he definitely was trying to come after Mr. Watkins. He definitely was coming after Mr. Watkins, who himself, because of all of the like festivals and um conventions that were happening about that time that popped up like they talk about amp fest which i thought was a music festival <laughs> i was wrong i thought it was too actually 
Yeah, because there is an amp fest. I swear to God, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, unfortunately, was uh, American Patriot Festival. Which is not nearly as fun. No, not nearly. And the music's worse. Yeah. The music's worse. They don't even get Hall & Oates for this kind of shit. And Hall & Oates are conservative. That's fuck. Which is wild to me. I don't know why. Not like that they're conservative. It's just wild that they are really conservative but won't like play no conservative events because they know where they bread is better. You know what, too, though? Hall and Oates, their last bitch. Guess who put out Hall and Oates' last album? Uline, the package company. Of course, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because for a while they were trying to give away Hall and Oates CDs with a <laughs> with a certain percentage of goods bought <laughs> or a certain price of goods bought. It's like oh, Hall and Oates, the Taylor Swift album. What? <laughs> that one Taylor Swift album, what was it, Reputation or something? And they had that bitch on the side of all the UPS trucks. And if you went in the UPS store and paid for shipping, if it was over a certain amount, you got a Taylor Swift CD. Uh-uh. Jocking off the prints. Get out of here. Uh, and Sierra, remember. Yeah, I ain't gonna act like that Sierra didn't have her, her CD being given out with them KFC budgets. Wait, what? You don't remember that? No, which one? Fantasy Ride? Is that what it was called? Was the one the with love, one? sex, and magic on it. Yeah, I think it's about Fantasy Ride. Was she like a superhero on the cover? Oh, they was giving it out with KFC buckets. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How racist is that? Look, she signed the paperwork, so. You know what? If we gonna drag Mary J. Blige for singing about fresh chicken, fresh crispy now, chicken, fresh lettuce. The thing is, I don't drag Mary J. Blige crispy for singing about chicken. chicken. I the I was confused about the inappropriateness and why the fuck Hillary Clinton was not informed that this was about to happen. <laughs> I too eat a crispy chicken sandwich. I was just confused as to why Hillary Clinton didn't know she was about to start singing at her. Oh like, my God. <laughs> oh my God. You sing about what you want, shit. I don't care. Just let people know you about to start singing at them. Like, you got to let people know. <laughs> no one. No one. <laughs> what was it? It was like, when you that's all I remember because <laughs> I was like oh hell no nah. and I turned that <laughs> shit off <laughs> I said you are not out here singing in the fields to the white house mom no we're not singing to the mother of the house get the fuck out of here I was very confused because I was listening I was with Hillary like why is she singing that what what the fuck is going on <laughs> Mary Come sing me one of your uh, spirituals so I can. I thought it. I missed the point where somebody told her to come in the room because I was confused as to why the fuck we was having a normal conversation. You just break out singing. I, I have questions. <laughs> uh, uh, none of those questions. None of those questions should ever be answered because we don't deserve that. <laughs> we don't deserve to have to deal with that shit. Like, we really don't, like, at all. Um, well, we kind of do, but 
So after the well, right about this time, Q has moved from Colin. Colin, what the fuck was that man's name? Rogers. Coleman. <laughs> Coleman. There we go. <laughs> Colin Rogers. Uh, he's already moved from Colin Rogers' board on eight chan. No, was it or is it eight coon at this point? I think it might be eight coon. Um, either way, Q has moved from Coleman Rogers board to now fully functioning on Cold Monkey's board, which is really funny because people believe that Cold Monkey, Q, and Ron are all one and the same. The same. Although he really tries really hard to tell us it ain't, but in like the worst way possible. Right. Because I have a secret, but y'all don't know my secret. But hey, 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 I don't have no secret. Like what? Which he, you know, it's funny because he actually admits to it too a little bit later. But we'll, he does. We'll that. That's what I'm saying. It's like the worst kept secret ever. So um, after, well, no, this is what happened. Frederick and Ron, Frederick, Ron, and Jim, I forgot about this, came to an agreement. Ron's name is going to be removed. Eight Chan is done. It's dead. And now it's going to be transformed into Eight Coon. Yeah. That's where Q ends up landing. Because the interesting thing was, and they made sure to, to note this, Ron states that, oh, yeah, Q posted today. They're like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, I can't even see the website. I can't even post. Like, Nobody I else can't can even post. But Q can Q post. Nobody but Q can post. Meanwhile, you're the creator of right. this forum. And you right. can't post. And you can't post, nor can you see posts. But this random-ass user is the only one. Right. Access, like, all right, my nigga. Well, in addition to like um, conspiracy theorists taglines, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Ring the Kraken, whatever the fuck it was. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's this is what it was. Release the Kraken, which I'm like the rum. Why? Why are we releasing Kraken rum? (laughs) It's like it's not that good, but I guess okay. I just put that on the list of another of uh, things that like white conservatives hate, like <laughs> like Keurigs <laughs> and Air Force Ones. <laughs> These people are insane. They are fucking insane. They are. I just fucking don't get. I never. I was like, why cracking though? Like. I mean, yes, that's a mythical sea creature, but why? Yeah, because I guess it's supposed to be king of the sea and the waters are tumultuous. They didn't really go into like. Is that what that's supposed to be? Because I was confused as to why we were talking about why the Kraken was a thing. Well, they kind of, they spent a little time on the the movie White Squall quote. Yeah. Where we go one, we go all. I said I was going to watch this movie to... To get more of an understanding, and I decided I don't really want to watch this movie. There's no, a reason don't watch I don't it. remember this movie fucking happening. I don't really want to watch this movie. No, there's no reason to. There's no reason to. I was just happy it wasn't so say we all from Battlestar Galactica because that would have made me very sad. That would have made me I very sad. I watch Battlestar Galactica either. I know more about Battlestar Galactica because my dad used to watch it. Because that was, never mind. That's a whole thing. Mm. Um, but when Q makes transitions over, um, even before transitioning over, some of the drops that Q would make would be photos of expensive watches. Um, and it was interesting too, because- $3,000 ink pens. 
If that right. Because those my black pins are expensive. As fuck. Aren't they quill like quill pins essentially? They're they're um they're fountain pens, but they like they're like never dry. They like they don't they don't like dry or skip or like the best pens you can buy. I fucking love those pens. They're so goddamn expensive though. See, all of these QAnon people, they, it just makes me feel like they're libertarians because living in this day and age where I don't want to say like pens and watches are completely like, I don't know, defunct, but they kind of are outside of like, oh, here's this expensive thing that I'm wearing. The usefulness of them is slowly but surely kind of subsiding. Um, and it just, it, may, it kind of reminded me of like, libertarians and their love of the railroad system yeah yeah it's like none of this makes sense considering technology but you have your right to your beliefs just stay over there please but you do you um frederick was even talking about like furthermore furthermore um pushing the jim and ron q correlation he was talking about the watch that he bought and the watches that were given to him as gifts very expensive watches um from from jim he was talking about how he bought a watch from jim with one bitcoin which i don't know what it was at that time but i think now a single bitcoin is somewhere between thirty thousand and fifty thousand dollars something like that yeah so we're talking like pricey so if it was even if it was like 2013 at, at the very minimum somewhere between but you a know, thousand and twenty thousand. No, because Bitcoin stayed real low for a long time. Like for a long time, Bitcoin just changed for a couple pennies. Really? A very long time. Because let's see, if it was twenty thirteen, because nobody knew about it. Value of Bitcoin in twenty thirteen. April 2013, one Bitcoin was like $50. Damn. Okay. It rose to about 100. By June of 2013, a Bitcoin was worth $70. Okay. So we're looking at 2017. So somewhere between, I would say, 100 and maybe 300 max at that point. Because Bitcoin didn't even hit a dollar until 2011. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I mean, at that time, it was like, what the fuck is a Bitcoin? Exactly. Nobody. A bitch coin. <laughs> Nobody knew what it was. In March of 2013, Bitcoin was $47. I was rewatching P Valley yesterday. They're like, yeah, we take Bitcoin. She's like, bitch coin. <laughs> um, so, because if we look at the price history of Bitcoin, you started me here. So here we are. Let's see. It didn't, it hit $2 November 2011. It didn't start making any real money. Let's see, in 2013, by December of 2013, it has spiked to $1,156, but then dropped to $760 three days later. The beginning so it was of 2015, so, it was $315. Damn. It hit a thousand in 2017. 
And then in the beginning of 2017, March, it jumped up to 970. It, it dropped to 975. And then by December, it was up to 20,000. But then by June of 2019, it was at 10,000. And by December, it was down to 7,000. Damn. November 23rd of 2020, Bitcoin was trading for 18,353. Okay. As of today, as of January 8th of 2021, Bitcoin was worth 41,528. Three That's days insane. later, it jumped up to 30,000 though. That's insane. Yeah. Shout out to Elon Musk and Grimes' crazy fucking ass. <laughs> I hate her. I hate both of them equally. Yeah. Yeah. Agents of chaos. Dun dun dun. Why now? You sound like the white. Uh, okay. <laughs> but at that time, he would have sold him the watch for significantly less, significantly less than it was worth. Okay. Because okay. that was a two or $3,000 watch, maybe more. I didn't really get a good look at it. And he sold it off about 50 bucks. <coughs> I wonder if diamond watches go up two, three, four, five thousand dollar watches. That's I thought that watch looking at that watch, it was at least a twenty five hundred dollar watch. Yeah, at minimum. Yeah. But it was a diving watch, so I'm I'm betting it was more on the five thousand dollar side. He's like, I don't even get in water. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. No. Well, but you got the watch for it. Shit, nigga, if you don't hey, get your hey. ass a bowl and stick your arm in and get your money's worth. But even if we go on the low end and say it's because if it's a diving watch, that means it's meant to go well under the water, right? Yeah. So if we go on the low end and say it's $2,500, he sold him a $2,500 watch for essentially 50 bucks. Jesus. <sighs> there has to be, there has to be something in that. Because Jim Watkins doesn't make a stupid move. Like, and everything that this That's what I'm saying. Everything is so calculated with both of them that I can't see this not having a purpose. Um, Okay, so they... I think at this point, now we're at, like, election 2020. Um, So even beyond the misinformation of election 2020, one of the hot topics was, as well, um, Section 230 of the uh, communication act i don't think we've actually talked about section 230 i don't know what we have on here but we have talked about it before somewhere well it essentially says no provider or user of a, of an interactive com- computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider which essentially is saying, if you share, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and if you're the one hosting the information, whatever it's dumb fine. Shit you're posting. Right, that's it. But nothing can happen to us, so we don't give a fuck what you share. Which is, which is why, for a very long time, 
um, QAnon had the internet space that it did. Yeah. Trump had the space that it did. Yeah. Many of these figures had the space that they did up until when it was when Joe Biden actually was confirmed as the Democrat candidate. Wow. You know, that was that was the moment. Hmm. Oh, when he was confirmed as the candidate, not as that's when it started. That's when Twitter started making moves. Not only because like there has been an uptick in um up and uptick in violence, we're also talking about the truly like the very middle of a whole ass pandemic in an election cycle. A lot of the moves they initially were making were directed at Black Lives Matter protesting and other things that were calling out the police and the corruption and that kind of stuff. And the thing about, the thing about, and you have to follow me because this may be a hot take. I don't know. I might get dragged again, but (laughs) hear me out. The thing about all of this QAnon stuff is that everything they say isn't illogical. No, a lot of it is steeped in some sort of reality. There's a nugget of truth in a lot of, or a nugget of reality in a lot of this. Because, I mean, at at the root of the issue here, we're... BLM and QAnon are kind of looking for the same thing, a level of accountability from your public figures, right? It's just what side are you on? Now, granted, the way they want to go about this is different because QAnon is like, kill all them bitches and get all the people in here. Whereas, so is Listabel. It's more like, all these motherfuckers is corrupt, send them all to goddamn jail and we can just start all over. BLM is saying the same thing. It's just the approach to it is different, right? So, yeah. What, although it is necessary to get rid of all them old ass niggas in Congress and start over, but we need to blow the whole system up and start over. That is very necessary. It's just what are you looking for out of this start over? And that's where the groups start to differ and vary. I, I get that. Um, I get that as like a general, like, yeah, it's umbrella a umbrella statement, not when you get down into the minutiae of it. <clears throat> very different when you get down to the minutiae, but overall umbrella statement of what they're looking for, it's not very far apart. Um, comes, the execution is where the differences come. Well, with, with QAnon specifically, and specifically with this documentary, we see a lot of a lot of weaponizing of, of bullshit, fear, and not just that, but also of um, tears, um, a lot of demonized, no, not demonized. What's the word I want? What's the word I want? Aggressive. There we go. We'll call it aggressive entitlement. But that's uh, what all this is built off of, right? Because it's like when he was running the incel group, it's misplaced it was the exact anger. same thing. it's misplaced anger and aggression because of your own internalized fear and insecurities right yeah you take that same playbook and turn it over to QAnon. it's like they're playing on white people's fears of not being the majority anymore in they're the exact playing same way on, on the fears and insecurities of not being the most education the most educated or or not like having power not, because you're not the majority or you're getting close to not being the majority 
they're, well, they're afraid they'll the be treated the way that people of color have been treated this exactly time. that's what they're playing on the same fears and insecurities which is why you were able to rope all these nice white people into this yep because when you play on fear and insecurity it doesn't have any that trumps all sense logic socioeconomic boundaries all that kind of stuff which is why so many different vastly different people but that's what trump played on the whole time i was just about to say that it was um, the midwest and the, the deep south fear of being overlooked by the system it i'm not even the midwest and south like that this like that fear permeated yeah. i mean really it's, the thing about it is if you weren't on one of the coast you already had this fear of being overlooked by the system because it had been run by democrats for the last eight years Democrats yeah, are said to be very elitist, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yes, very much are. That's very much a true critique. So, outside of the coastal areas, they weren't really concerned with what was going on with the farmers in Montana or Ohio, or you know, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. They didn't give a fuck these farms going out of business because of the way these farm subsidies are set up. They can't rotate their crops properly or didn't care about the fact that all these oil rigs were blowing up so he was losing their job they didn't give a fuck about none of that kind of shit and it was seen they didn't care about that because that wasn't their base that wasn't their that ain't what they gave a fuck about yeah so then you got somebody like a donald trump come up who's a con artist by nature by nature and and, and like any good con artist he can jump into any space that's open right so he come up talking about reopening coal mines and yes. pushing through pipelines and all the kind of shit that plays to those Mid middle yeah. of the country people. Those people in the mountains, those people in those farming states, because this is what they do. These yeah. are the manual labor people. These are the, the steel workers. The, so he's re, he just, he's like, look, I can fix your, your problem because those elite bitches over there don't care about you because me... Yeah, I'm a millionaire, but I'm just like you, right? That was, yeah, that was the attempted shtick. And that's and I he say did attempted. Successfully. He did it successfully. He believed it. So once you got, he's already stoked this distrust of not of not just the Democrats, but anybody with a college degree. Anybody who is seemingly coming from a place of any type of educational authority, right? Which includes the media, which includes most of the science, which includes the sciences, which includes all yeah. that kind of stuff. He's which already- We gotta pull over to the media too, because the, the media, yeah. the, the conversation and critique of the media is one of those things that is, it's a double-edged sword because part of it, this is, it is very true. That's um, what I'm just about to get to. So then you got that, because he's already put that fear out there. He's already told y'all, he, they, they be lying to y'all, right? So then you got, you take that and couple it with this 24-hour news cycle where it's like some people are trying to be right, trying to be first, and nobody's trying to be accurate, right? It's not even trying to be first. It's trying to, it's a talk show. It's not a news cycle. Yeah. It's yeah. not about being first. It's about having the highest ratings, you know? You having the most conflict on the show. So... So then you have stories like the thing with Trump at one of the rallies where he did the that where he yeah like, he was talking about one of the journalists who right but uh, then 
affliction. Yeah, he has special needs. Some type of special needs, yes. But so you got that clip. CNN just runs with it, right? But then you flip the Fox News and they show five, six other times that Trump had did the same thing because he fucked up. Because he flubbed a line or something like that. So when you are someone who kind of looks to Fox News and you see this, if you flip over to CNN and just see them run that one clip and accuse him of mocking a handicapped person, if you coming from Fox News, it's already in your head that this is something that he does all the time. So this yeah. media has to be lying to us and, and it, trying it, to make him look bad. It isn't even just... For me, it isn't even really just the like, oh, trying to make Trump look bad. My issue with the QAnon approach to like critiquing the media is there's no conversation about the money that's money that's being made off of every story, every click, every like revolving around mm-hmm. this man and what your quote unquote supposed movement is across the board. It's like they have made millions of dollars funneling and replaying and talking about the same exact thing yeah. for 12 yeah. hours in a news day yeah 12 hours in and a I news mean, day i mean what we really like i brought up that example to just bring up the fact that we have to acknowledge that this 24-hour news cycle that's not necessarily staffed with journalists but more with pundits yeah i mean even the journalists are pundits they're not journalists more, yeah because the minute you hit that 24-hour news cycle like that like televised one the minute you hit that, you are no longer a journalist. At that point, you are I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that just because there are real journalists on those stations who do the real work and do the real research, but you can tell them from the talk show hosts, right? Yeah, but those are very few. And it's if it happens, it's a small segment. Uh, yeah, I mean... Everything is about the not here, as- the now, and not what has happened and been washed out in the rent. It's not like giving real context behind those things. It's about what we see. It's like once you get out of those prime viewing hours, it's pretty much all journalists on all those stations. Once you get out of those prime viewing hours, right? I can't even say that because the way that things are written, it's written steeped in some level of opinion across the board. It's not just like, hey, here's a fact. Here's what's but going that's on. Because, but see, that's where we have to go into who owns these stations and who owns these newspapers, right? Because yeah. the people who own them, they very much will put their, like, Rupert Murdoch's a wild conservative. Oh, yeah. And he was also friends with Trump. So, of course, anything that Rupert Murdoch owns is going to cover Trump favorably, right? Yeah, at least until. <laughs> until they fell out. Or until he just, well, not even fell out until he just couldn't feasibly do it anymore. So it just didn't make sense to do it anymore. But it's like, then you got people on the other side who are like wildly leftist, right? Wildly liberal, where the slant is gonna, and this is where human error comes into it. So I can't even really put it necessarily on the actual journalists. That's more on what they're allowed to do based on what their owners allow, you know. Yeah, that's a career. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that. 
it shouldn't be that. And maybe I look at it differently because I talk to journalists every day and I know what they go to, they go through, mm-hmm. especially with trying to get a lot of these stories out that may be against what the owner of the paper or the station may want to say. And I know I can, I see the fight every single day. Yeah. That's why I say you have to, the, the way the news cycle is now, a lot of people say the media blaming the journalists, but it's not the journalists it's because we allowed our media to become privately owned. Therefore, so much of it is censored by the opinion of the people who own it. What not necessarily the story that that journalist was trying to write. I can understand that to a certain degree, to a certain degree. Um, I'd still, at the end, for me, it's at the end of the day, the minute that is your face, that is your name on there, it's your responsibility. Um, I, like, I don't care about the corporation because at the end of the day, the only thing that you have is your face, your name, your responsibility. But, see, that but see, that's an unfair that's take. A choice. That's, that's an unfair stance to take just because they're journalists because how many times... Oh, no, I feel that we, way about everybody. I was to say, how many times have we, anybody who's worked in a corporation did some shit that we don't necessarily agree with because that's what we have to do? Well, there's a very there's a very big difference between doing something that you don't necessarily agree with and having the platform of millions and millions upon viewers and doing it there. That's it, where you have to be responsible of your own will, of your own volition. Like you're you're see, not you're talking head at that. Point. We still have to. We like, still. Think, how long to, did we not like Don Lemon? Let's be let's be real, right? I didn't like Don Lemon. He was a coon. Was exactly. But it wasn't because of the way he was reporting the news. I'm talking about the other shit he was doing. It was for I, me. It was everything. I never watched everything. his news show, so I didn't know how the fuck he was reporting the news. It was, and now I think he don't went too far the other way personally. But now he's we're I'm black and I'm proud. But I also don't think that Don Lim is an actual journalist. This nigga broke out the Kwanzaa menorah. I don't think he's an actual journalist. Like, I don't think he's an actual like studied journalist either. No, I, that's what, so, okay, let me, let me rephrase this, right? So the people that are attached to these shows, I'm, I won't call them journalists because it's, it's not about journalists. They're TV. It's not about, it's, it's entertainment. No, it's, I won't say entertainment news because that implies, well, no, it is entertainment news because it, it does revolve around celebrities. Because there are real news stories happening, but these are and television personalities. Most of these people are not actual journalists. This, or at least at one point, were like established and respected journalists who it's turned into it's it has it's turned into entertainment news because now we look at all of I mean, our the, politicians the being Pirro celebrities was journalist, yet she has a show on fox news janine Pirro, ugh, janine Pirro needs to die she needs but to go you away see what i'm saying though they they're literally just hiring people with followings at this point you might as well have addison ray reading the news at this point they just hire people with followings, not necessarily people with like journalistic integrity. And I think that people are not taking that into account and they're yelling at journalists, journalists, journalists. But these aren't journalists that y'all are talking about. These are television personalities. They, but very many of them, despite the Janine Pirro, are in fact, or were in fact, at one point. I must say, were and are, because I mean, Oprah journalists. was a journalist. They were at one point a respected journalist. But again, Oprah was a journalist. Would you call her that now? No, no, no way, shape, from a fashion. But that's what I'm saying. Like, 
But that doesn't yeah, negate any level of responsibility that you have to and for yourself no, about your own brand when it does. comes to your life. I'm not saying that it does, but what I'm saying is that it's very important to be careful the the words that we use when we describe the people that we're talking about, right? Because there's a lot of just everyday people at the newspaper trying to get the facts right, getting attacked because their title is journalist because they're getting lumped in with these television personalities who are just saying shit to be inflammatory. So I think it is important that we are careful and deliberate with our word choices when okay, talking so about subjects. We'll like say things. news media. We'll okay. say news media because okay. at the end of the day, it all falls under news media, regardless whether you're a personality or a personal or a journalist. So it is, there is a massive issue with news media as there a whole, is. regardless of it is that is privatized and there's no public option. Therefore, everybody has an agenda. Mm-hmm. But yes. that in and of itself is an issue. And that in and of itself is the reason why things like 8chan uh, become a news source for people. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, the, I mean, every, I won't say every, but their critique, the fact that they want to critique news media as a whole, which should happen, it should happen. You got to hold them to the flame just like you would anybody else, especially when we're talking about public figures. And yeah, not just public no, figures, but no, people with platforms. There's, there's a massive overhaul that needs to happen Big with time. American news media. Which is why you end up with people even going farther right, even farther right, because what they've already been told or what they've already seen in this corporatized news media has mm-hmm. already begun to push them and make them feel alienated. And now you end up with things like One American. Yep. Which in no, is no kind of news media in any way, shape, or fashion. No. But now being allowed and treated as such. But that's why places like Breitbart were able to rock. And um, what was the other one? Oh, fuck. Alex Jones, the one that he did. Infowars. Yeah, but that's why places like that were able to rock. Because Which is really him. funny because he's flat out came out and said he's had to defend his stance on um, many things that he have said. And it, I believe this also included QAnon and he flat out was like, well, this is for entertainment purposes. Yep. But it's like everything becomes a news source because everybody has a platform. Yeah, there needs so to there be is, more federal like, oversight. While there is a overarching problem with the American news media and how it's handled, there's also a problem with the without having gatekeepers into what is considered news media as well. There, there's no standard. There's no standard there. That's and the organizations that held that standard over time have had, um, had had their own slips and mistakes in a way that it casts a distrust. Yep. Um, and, and when you are a person who's quote unquote is living in fear, you find your information someplace else. You find your information on the fucking message board in 2014. But the distrust in the news media that was really stoked during 9-11 is what opened the door for things like QAnon to rock or before this, the Cicada 35 or whatever that was. The, because, and this is a distrust, again, that 
was that really like the distrust had been there right but it was really stoked with 9-11 because it was like all these conflicting reports were coming out and then it's like well how y'all say y'all knew but y'all didn't know and it's you know it was like a lot of shit yeah and that was really the first time in my life I can remember hearing well outside of the government put crack in the hood but we all know that yeah Outside of that, this was the first real time I can remember the government did this to the American people. You know what I'm saying? I've always had, okay. I've we always had, had a, a cautionary yeah. relationship with New Houston. I mean, obviously it's been, but again, we're know, <laughs> Right. <clears throat> Which is why I was like, yeah, their critique of news media like a portion of this is valid because yeah experiences however um it's like a 20 2080 let's take it to <laughs> why did i get married oh jesus i'm ah! be like a week ago. it's a 2080 like 20 percent of it is it is steeped in fact and 80 percent of it is steeped in like wild imagination but that's everything about this. It's like there's just enough truth or believable fact yeah. in it that I can completely see why people get sucked into this. Yeah. And it definitely, and it also definitely doesn't help when at the same time, like news media is running these exact same stories, calling you idiots yep. and still profiting off of it. Yep. Like it doesn't like everything. Every last thing about this is completely and utterly about money and or votes. Yep. Um, so speaking of votes, we hit January 6th, the day that all of the votes are supposed to be certified. We all know what happened. Apparently, uh, Jim Watkins was in the building. <laughs> he was in the building. Jim Watkins was in the building on January 6th. Not surprised at all, but also surprised that the they were there. Um, I wasn't. Oh, no, I met the documentary crew. Yeah, I'm surprised they went with them. It's like, wait, my nigga, you went to go commit treason? Like, I'm confused. Like, it's right. Like <laughs> but we see that it's a he's a pretty nondescript white dude, you know. And it's also funny, as I was watching this and, like, pointing out all the people that's been arrested since this. <laughs> Did you okay? So the guy with the horns, the with the, I think they've been calling him the QAnon shaman now. Yeah. Which I'm like, how dare you? That's the guy that's been arrested and then made a whole big thing because he couldn't get gluten-free vegan food in prison, and they like yeah. created a special menu for him. Not only did they do that, but they are also saying that he is not um, present enough or cognizant enough to. Saying trial, yeah. which I'm like bull fucking shit because I just saw this nigga on my TV. Somebody walked up to him and said, "Oh, hey, where you from? I'm from Arizona." Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's a marker of mental health health in any way, shape, or fashion, but, but I'm extremely it. suspicious of this because because I am black. Because <laughs> right. I am black. This is Tom Girardi's dementia. Exactly. Hopefully that nigga ain't QAnon. What if that's never mind? Uh, and it was really it. <laughs> funny too, like watching that live, already seeing the QAnon like posters and shit. I did not expect that they would, I didn't expect them to do anything. I didn't expect them to do much of anything. I'll say that. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Um, and they also, they also didn't, I rem- 
at least what I was watching, because I was watching it streaming on YouTube, on mm-hmm. NBC Now, I think. Um, they didn't show, like, the hang, the noose and hangman um, thing. They didn't show the guillotine. They didn't show all of these things. They didn't so I didn't show, see until Because I watched on HBO Max. They didn't show those things. They did show people holding nooses out their cars. and I didn't see any of that. I saw people with weapons. I did see that. They did show people with the, hanging the nooses out their cars, like from their side mirrors and that kind of stuff. They did... Um, they they it was like they didn't show the guillotine but you got a quick get, glance of it yeah um but they were very limited on the footage from that day that they showed um and i yeah when i got to the last episode where they were really showing the footage from that day my fucking thing kept stopping like it wouldn't play so you were just it was just like embroiled into go, your mind like I had to like completely shut the shit down and pull it back up to get it to play because every time it would get to the same part and stop every time. It was wild. I was like, the feds must be watching me. Shit. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Bitch, you! I got eight different QAnon pages pulled up on my computer right now. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at this point, honestly. I just made yeah, sure that every other one was HBO Q into the storm. <laughs> oh my goodness. I coughed and farted and it scared me. I thought I shit myself. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much uh QAnon into the into the storm. Um we didn't touch on Roger Stone or Michael Flynn. Um the, how- or Bannon. They tried to make it like it was Steve Bannon and yeah. like he really tried to make us believe this was Steve Bannon. One, because it is believable, but yeah, definitely. It's like he tried too hard to make me believe it. So I'm like, mm, maybe it's not though. Like it's like, I definitely believe that Steve Bannon has some kind of communication. I think it's Steve like Bannon feeding him the information that he's using. These white dudes get off of on secret collectives. So I'm sure it's yeah, very kind of much like so. I collective. very much believe that Steve Banning is feeding him the information that's getting that he's using to create these secret codes. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, everything about them, like the whole working from the Philippines and like everything was real. And it's like there's so much that we can't even like even begin to touch on in this right because even if we broke this down episode by episode that would be 12 fucking episodes just talking about this yeah because it's just so much going on and it's so much into it and i just read a reddit thread yesterday i i wasn't intentionally on reddit the thread kind of came across my life I don't go to Reddit. Reddit's weird. But (laughs) I saw, and this this guy was talking about how his dad has gotten super deep into QAnon. He was a Parkland survivor. Oh, makes sense. And his dad has gotten super deep into QAnon to the point of accusing him of being a paid crisis actor because Parkland never happened. According to like Alex Jones and and yeah, 
So he's gotten so deep into that. He's literally accusing his son of being a paid crisis actor. And he's like, I mean, you could go look at the text message that I sent you. Like, look at this and that. Like, and he like keeps bringing up the shooter's name and it's like really triggering this kid's PTSD. But his dad is really saying like, oh, you're just a paid actor. This is all just, it's all a front to take our guns away and this, that, and the third. And it's just like, what like one that'll never happen nobody no. in america is ever gonna get and nobody wants to take your guns away and nobody said, we don't want you to have semi-automatic rifles there's a difference it's like we don't want you to have literally literal like army grade weaponry at all That's and the thing. it should take longer than a week to get it um it needs to be at least a three-month process at the bare minimum yes the like minimum. why can't we do a psychological exam because you hoes are a little nuts. Like, yeah. it's like, what are we... You've already proven, like, this whole documentary has proven to me that humans are too irresponsible for even the internet. Um, there yeah. are many things that we should just not even have access to. I agree. Like, even before the internet, humans were irresponsible with things like, I don't know, alcohol. Yeah. And cigarettes and chat rooms and... Right. Um, right. I mean, we forget, we act like we forget this is a country in which shows like To Catch a Predator were primetime TV. I watched a lot of that. I mean, who didn't? Uh, fuck Chris like, Hansen. There was enough of this to watch in primetime as a multi-season television show. Well, he's also been trying to bring it back as a streaming show for yeah. years. He's tried a couple of times. It's like, so yeah. stuff. Well, you know. Please stop. Please stop trying to like monetize like catching a predator. Yeah, like the whole. Yeah. That shit became a weekly. They became its own show. It used to be a Dateline special and it became its own show. It just did. And it's just very uncomfortable with trying to monetize these people's pain and suffering. Yeah. Well, and that's that's also like kind of going back to like QAnon too. These people's perceived pain and suffering because they're not in pain. They're not suffering for real, for real. Yeah. But you know, there's money to be made. <sighs> Go on, get your bag, girl. <laughs> it's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker. That's All nice. right, y'all. I think that wraps up. <laughs> Oh, wait, before we go, uh, we talked about a lot of negative shit. I do want to leave y'all with something a little bit positive. <clears throat> First, I do my lips. Lashes, brows. Can't forget about my edges. Blacks, stilettos, or the motherfucking wedges. Thank you, Maya Angelou, for that word. Y'all have a good night. Maya <laughs> <laughs> I am a phenomenal woman, phenomenally. Good day. I'm done. Uh, also, watch Run the World. All right, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.